Assalamu alaikum. Peace and blessings be upon you in the name of God, the most gracious and the most merciful. All glory and praise belongs to God and salutating with salutations to the beloved and all the beloveds of God who include Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him and his holy family. Thank you so much for tuning into our 27th Healing is Believing podcast series. And today we discuss about spiritual injustice. Here at the Divine Clinic Foundation is myself, QW, and joining us is the Imam Saab and as well as Dr. Isa White Muhammad, the Spiritual Ambassador for the Divine Clinic Foundation. Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Isa. Wa alaikum How are you this evening? Shukr alhamdulillah. And assalamu alaikum, Imam Saab. How are you? Wa alaikum salam. Good evening. Very well. Well, as we uh, talk about today, uh, spiritual injustice, and from my uh, understanding of this is that we are metaphysical beings, and in this metaphysical being, there is what is within us is our spirit, which is delicate gift given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and our soul, which is something really magnificent, and when there is an imbalance um, in our external environment, it, it internalizes as well inside of us. And then we also have the understanding of when we ourselves internally are imbalanced, then it externally manifests. And it is such a, uh, the metaphysical and quantum physics and understanding the science of the soul is so deep and we are these physical, you know, spiritual beings having a human experience and so grateful to have um, Imam Saab with his insight and uh, Dr. Isa as well having a background on um, spirituality uh, to hear share with us. So um, perhaps uh, I'll open up the discussion to uh, Imam Saab if you would like to share with our audience um, insight on a healing perspective of what the spiritual injustice is, and uh, and uh, let's open up this discussion, shall we? Yeah, uh, I mean, um, spiritual injustice is it's, it's, uh, it's a very very undefinitive term because you know many things come under the category of spiritual injustice, whether it's on a personal level or a social level or a universal level. Um, you understand that you know everything is in accordance to balance by Allah SWT, you know, by God the Creator, the Lord of the heavens and the earth, and everything in between. So, what we have to understand is that we have a duty as human beings, you know, to understand Allah. Um, and the way that we have to do that is we have to follow in the footsteps of those who are closest to Him. Um, and by and large, obviously, we know that the Holy Prophet. Muhammad sallam, is, you know, has laid down the foundation work uh, with regards to, you know, uh, being given a religion uh, of Islam. Um, and through that, you know, have, have also uh, been created as well uh, many, many awliyaullah, which are the friends of God. Um, and I think today, you know, we're living in a society where... Um, largely the Muslim population are in a state of misguidance. Um, and, I'm, 
And I'm just trying to sort of make this point that I think, you know, today in the times that we're living in, um, because of, of how severe the misguidance is, I think we need to go back and look and evaluate the teachings that are being sort of delivered here and there. Everyone's talking on Google, you know, um, spirituality has become almost very forum type where everybody can contribute but no real experience. Um, and I think you have to live through the darkness and come out on the other side to fully appreciate um, the, the light that, you know, the light of Allah, really. Um, so in that understanding, I think, uh, primarily, I think the biggest spiritual injustice is that people, Muslims, by and large, are not following in the sunnah of the awliya Allah, the sunnah of the saints. and Because the saints themselves are closest to the Prophet. Um, and we're very, very lucky in our time at the moment, you know, to have a very, you know, a wonderful teacher and being, alhamdulillah, the Qutub, who, uh, you know, as we all know, through all of the uh, the beautiful cases, you know, uh, that have come as a result of positive healing on a much more higher level, um, alhamdulillah, which obviously many uh, many listeners can, can log on to the, uh, the foundation website and have a look for themselves, you know, in terms of the testimonies that people have given from the situations they have been in. And uh, honestly, it, it takes an enormous amount of effort and, and work to take people out of darkness um, and bring them into a more balanced uh, spiritual and physical state. Um, you know, I mean, I can go on about that for ages, but I think it's important that we get Dr. Issa to, uh, to input some, uh, some sort of historical context as well, inshallah. Yeah, I think that's um, really beautiful said. Um, just before Dr. Isa takes over, um, you know, Imam Saab, the beautiful part is when we talk about the teachings of the, the awliya, and I was just uh, going through a dissection reading of the school of the Ahobayt, which is the house of the Prophet and his family representation. And one of the things that, and I was just reading on, on a historical context about um, Salman Farsi, a close companion of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and how he was um, so connected in terms of pure servant. And, and Prophet Muhammad وسلم, said that to him, you are my family. And the essence of pure servanthood is true representation of a believer, a someone who is righteous. And today, if we have to go and find these people that are righteous and a true believer, we see the fear factor. We see how faith is just uh, people are saying they are, you know, believers and they're, they're saying their faith. But are they really truly believing their faith? Because I'm seeing a lot of um, things that are happening where the leaders of communities are allowing this injustice to go on because it's really a test of their faith. And uh, when the faith is, you know, um, weak and not firm, and and it's because of the systems that we have in place today that really intimidate us, what happens is it is causing a big discord and a disconnect and then causing further injustice of happening. And then there's a spiritual uh, cry, asking for help, asking for sal um, salvation to humanity. And the thing is, the truth is so pure when it comes, and they're looking at it, oh, yeah, that's that's beautiful, oh, yes, yeah, we know. But failing to recognize that the truth is so beautiful and it's so pure that because of their own inner state, of their hearts being in a darkened state, they can't even recognize the truth, which is, yeah. which is awful, because we at the Divine Clinic Foundation are all about purification. 
Because when you purify your heart, you are eradicating all those diseases and taking them out of yourself so then you can awaken your heart and reconnect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have pure God consciousness. And we don't have that today. We really don't have that. And it is living in a time where the esoteric knowledge is just like, it's like not even revered or looked upon. And those who do practice it are keeping their mouths, you know, quiet about it. I mean, here it's a gift. Share your knowledge and share your wealth. Bring it out. We're here to help all of humanity. This is not about me. It's about us. That is why God created us to serve Him and to live together as one Ummah, oneness. And I don't know, I just feel all this emotions coming out of truthfulness. And I'm looking at our beautiful book that we've been given of guidance. Where is humanity today? Reading these scriptures. What are they doing with their lives? Like, are people not reading? Are they not understanding? And truly, there is this ancestral negativity and all this negativity going around that everyone's just in a complacent state or more for themselves because life has become so much harder but it's not meant for us to suffer. We're all meant here to live harmoniously. So um, I just need to get this off. And Dr. Issa, please carry on. <laughs> so, <coughs> Dr. Issa, are you there? <laughs> please carry on on your thoughts on spiritual injustice. I was speaking now, but I wish you could continue a little bit with that. Uh, maybe Imam Sa, please carry on from my interjection to um, where Dr. Yes, Yusa then carried forward. Uh, yeah, maybe add a quote to what we were just saying um, about we have the uh, you know the the likes of Salman Farsi who are not from the Ahl Bayt mm. in terms of direct blood lineage, but then we also the story of Kidr in the Quran and how mm. Prophet Musa thought he knew everything and how Allah keeps his. Um, beloveds in a dome and they are mm. a beautiful gift to humanity for those who are truly seeking for you know Amen. the right direction of guidance to those whom you have favored yeah yes. for sure I mean if we you know as a foundation right if we look at the teachings of of the Kutsu, uh you know who is the spiritual lead of the foundation um, they say something very beautiful um, and I'm going to pa- Paraphrase, essentially, what they uh, what they said was that, and it really ties in quite beautifully with what you just said as well. It follows on from that, which was, remember, they all claim to believe in their faiths, but in reality, they have all lost faith in what they believe in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll say it again. Remember, they all claim to believe in their faiths, but in reality, they have all lost faith in what they believe in. Uh, so, you know, it's very, very powerful. Beautiful, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that in itself, you can take 20 years and reflect on that and, and really deconstruct the whole world from its religious ideologies, you know, the stigma of misunderstanding and the confusion that it's causing even within one household. You know, honestly, uh-huh. so sometimes I feel like it's better if people don't even have that type of religious system because of all the interpretations coming from all directions, no one really understands and you pick up the Quran and it just it just seems all kind of garbled to a lot of people who don't understand because of all the blockages, because of the ancestral energies, everything is just affecting them. And I think that we need to, it, it's high tide that we sort of talk about these issues and address them because nobody else is doing that. Um, you know, or the people that do know, 
as well. They're still in a state of hiding at the moment. You know, yeah. there are people who know how how bad the situation is, but they don't have a platform to speak from. You know, and I think that you know we stand here united, in knowing that you know we're not scared. You know, to tell the truth. You know, and I think that it's important that because you know, in reality, the the work that we're doing in uh, you know pushing the truth to those, especially to those who are suffering, and I think you know that is important because they don't have a voice. You know, a lot of the cases that we're dealing with, even the doctors, right? The medical doctors have the top consultants from all over the UK have turned around and said, "I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do." You know, to that person, death is inevitable. So then, what does that bring in? It brings all this negative emotion. Everything comes in. Mm. There's a back on. You know, then there's a. All they have left is faith. At that time, at that level. But why should it come to that? That's what we're saying. So it's time that our community leaders, those who are supposed to have the strongest faith, step up and step up their game because that needs to be done. Dr. Isha, I mean, your, your involvement with the community on a community level, you know, you speak yeah. to many, uh, many leaders and, and things like this. I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts on this and, and what's their opinion? Well, first of all, the, the Quran, our praises are due to our Lord of the world. And Quran tells us and teaches us that we think that you will not be tried, tried and placed on trial by saying that you believe. You're going to be tested. And during the last days, during this period of time, you're going to be tested and you're going to be forced to uh, to deal with the question and the issue of do you believe in the Bible this way and that is in these times I will separate the wheat from the tear and that means that the fathers will be separated from their sons and the wives from their husbands because one is going to believe and the other one is not going to believe do we expect all of them to believe of course not. Do we want all of them to believe? Of course we do want all of them to believe because we're always trying to beat, beat prophecy. And, and can we? We don't know for sure. But the point is, is that while we're out in the community and while we are people who are trying to get people to understand what we're doing and get people to understand that this is a period where they can be healed and be cleansed, if they only believe, it sounds so simple, but it isn't. Earlier tonight, um, before I got online, I, I was with my mother. My mother is in a, uh, a rehab center. So I was with her, and I called my cousin who was in New Jersey. And my, my cousin wrote a long post on Facebook saying that this may be her last post because she has cancer. And she's writing as if she's going to leave tomorrow. So I mentioned to her about what we're doing. Now, it's interesting, while she is in the state of death, mm. she still don't want to believe. Some people are not going to come. I, will, I want my cousin to believe. I love her. I want her to be cleansed. I want her to be healed. I want her to eventually meet Allah and Jada. 
But even though she may be on this road of getting ready to make a transition, she's still reluctant. Mm. What, we're, what we're into, you know, as I tell the audience, we're into a life-changing revolution, mm. a life-changing pattern that you have to change your way of thinking, you have to change your way of moving, you have to change your way of even loving and understanding Allah, or God, if you want to say. Because it's, it's, it's there, it's, that's what we have to do. And we want everyone to do it, but they're not going to do it. We want everyone to believe, but they're not going to believe. Because we're at, we're at this stage, all right? And we have to understand that. And the ones who are accepted, the ones who do believe, and the ones who want to radically change, to walk the life and to walk the walk of the messenger, to walk the walk of the Ketur, to walk the walk of Esau, Jesus, and Moses, and Ibrahim, the ones who want to walk that walk, they're going to do it. But it's going to be a tough walk. It's tough for us who, who, who are in this and who we believe and love the Ketur. But it's tough for us. But it's something that is right. You know, it's like, you know, I don't know uh, Imam Saab and why he did he ever walk barefooted. And if you're not used to walking barefoot, when you walk on asphalt, on a rugged road, it hurts. Those pebbles hurt. But you know that you have to walk barefoot to get to the other, to the other side, to, to make it to your destination. Is it going to be tough? Yes, but you have to believe that you have the strength to walk barefoot, to walk on this rugged road. That's what the Bible talks about, right? The rugged road of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? The rugged road of Christ. And that's a difficult thing to do. No one says it's going to be easy, but it's the right thing to do. And once you get to the victory, it's beautiful. So I, I encourage all of us who is listening and who has their ears, and I'll put it this way, the ones who are listening, paste your ears to the lips of, of Imam Saab. Paste your ears to his, to his lips. And whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever he tells you not to do, obey. Because he is speaking the words of the Ketub who speaking the words of Allah himself. Do you believe? You're going to be tested. Do you believe? It's going to be tough. Do you believe? The victory is at hand. It's going to be beautiful at the end. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Issa. That was really uh, beautiful express. Belief is, uh, you know, when you believe in something and it's so pure, so righteous, and it's about hand-holding the other individuals beside us. And it's yeah. just taking that leap of faith, you know, and, and, and just holding on to your faith every day. You know, well, once you, once you are anchored, you're an in, unstoppable, invincible force because you have God with you. And He's in with, yeah. He loves His creation. He loves us all. 
And we're not here to live in fear. We're here to love and end suffering. And that's what we are, the Divine Clinic Foundation, here to help all of humanity to alleviate them from all types of suffering. Uh, before I conclude here, uh, Imam Saab, is there anything else you would like to share with our audience as closing remarks? Yes, of course. I, I would like to end on one one note, and that is bringing bringing things back to you know full circle, as it were. In that, the you know the biggest spiritual injustice. Again, I say the biggest spiritual injustice, and this goes out to every single person. Yeah, the biggest spiritual injustice is is that you all claim to believe in your faiths, but in reality, you have all lost faith in what you believe in. I think you need to take a look at yourself, you need to take a look at your inner self, outer self, look at the way you treat each other, look at the way you treat your family, look at the way you treat everybody, even the homeless person on the road. When was the last time that you felt any compassion towards anyone else but yourselves? You have all the sight of what you truly understand. And the biggest spiritual injustice is, is that you failed to get to know God, Allah, the Creator before you pass. And that is the biggest injustice that you can do to yourself. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Imam Saab. Thank you for uh, enforcing that uh, message. And uh, Dr. Isa, is there anything else um, you would like to share? I just want to say that if you want the greatest high, if you think that you can get high off of drugs or get high off of liquor and beer... (laughs) The greatest high in the world is loving Allah and having faith in his messengers and his his uh, um, messengers on earth like the Ketul and his disciples like the Imam. That's the greatest high. And I tell you for the audience, I don't know if you said it or not, but Wahida um, uh, uh, her on the telephone about what she did and, and how she felt. If I wasn't a believer, I would have asked her to send me some of those drugs that she's on because she was on a natural high. She was floating. She is speaking words of wisdom, but more so words of love and joy and excitement as if nothing else mattered as if that she is floating on just the words of truth. You can't get better than that. There's no drug pusher that can sell you any drugs that's that good. And there's no liquor store that can sell you any beverage that can put you on that type of high. And there's no love affair that you can have that can put you in that type of ecstasy. The only thing that can that can be part of this or can give you that type of love is the love of the words of truth. And when you have the love of the words of truth, oh man, not only are you floating, but you surround yourself and you put on the armor of strength, the armor that is unbreakable, the armor that nothing can penetrate. Whereby when you walk, you walk with strength, you walk with vibrancy, and you walk with the confidence, knowing that Allah himself is walking with you. So 
Stay tuned to the Divine Clinic. Learn as much as you can. Study. Follow us. And join us. And you too will have the armor of truth that is unbending, unbreakable, that's ten times stronger than a nuclear arms that your country may have. I mean. Thank you, Dr. Issa. Really beautifully uh, concluding here. I thank you, Dr. Imam Saab, and uh, thank you for our audience for tuning in. And if there's any emails um, that you would like to connect with us or questions, please send us your your uh, information at uh, www. Um, sorry, info at the Divine Clinic Foundation org. That's info at the Divine Clinic Foundation org. And to listen to our previous podcast and our services here that we're helping humanity with, yeah, you can also log into www.thedivineclinicfoundation.org. That's www.thedivineclinicfoundation.org. And lastly, if you are visiting the Orlando area, please come out and see us in Winter Park. Uh, Thursdays, we do a soulful discussion uh, 7 to 8 p.m. So please do come on and visit us. It would be lovely to engage with you and to give you some more insightful information on our mission and here to help, you know, as we say, save a soul, save humanity. Assalamu alaikum and thank you all so much. Thank you.